meeting is being recorded. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Agency Hacker. I'm Justine, your co-host of this show. Today, I'm here with Erica Montgomery, the CEO of Three Girls Media. We're so excited to have you on. How are you, Erica? Hey, Justine. I'm terrific. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me today. Of course. I'm so excited. Let's just get right into it. What does your agency do and how did you start it? Yeah, so Three Girls Media Inc. is a full-service marketing and public relations agency, and we serve clients uh, not only here locally in the greater, greater Seattle area, but nationwide and even internationally, and we provide a wide range of marketing services, everything from social media management to blogging to email marketing to digital advertising, uh, web website design and build, graphic design, uh, public and media relations, and so much more. Um, so I, I love being in a creative industry and doing what I do. But how I got started wasn't a traditional route in the sense of how most people, I guess, go about starting a business. My mm -hmm. first career, actually, right out of college was broadcasting. I grew up in uh, the San Francisco area. And uh, right out of college, got my first job in broadcasting, and I had a extremely successful broadcasting career. I was on air in San Francisco, both television and radio, for over 20 years. And the last 10 years of my broadcasting career... I was doing morning shows and with morning shows in broadcasting, you have to usually be up by about two o'clock in the morning to be out of the house by three in the studio by four to be on the air by five. And it's very difficult to live that kind of life when you have a young family, which I did at the time. I had a young son, I was married and I was really looking for other options where I could use my media background, but not necessarily as a member of the media anymore. I didn't really want to go to a different time of day in the media. In broadcasting, the morning show is kind of like the upper echelon cream of the crop. So anything stepping down from that and doing a different shift kind of would have been a step backwards for me. And being a very goal-oriented person, I always like to move forward. So I started investigating other types of industries and careers where I could use my media skills, but not necessarily on air anymore. And after about three months of research, I came up with a field of public relations and marketing. And so I literally started cold calling PR and marketing agencies in Silicon Valley. I had a pretty well-known on-air name at the time. And I said, this is who I am. I'm willing to start at the bottom of your ladder. If you teach me about marketing and PR, I will give you everything I know about the media. And there was one CEO at a very reputable Silicon Valley PR agency that said, come on down. And she hired me on the spot. And wow. I worked my way up to be their director of media relations in within two years. And um, at that point, I had again, sort of topped out at that agency and knew I wanted to make a leap to something bigger and better. So I became a press secretary for the California state legislature 
and wow. worked in politics for several years until I literally could not stomach it anymore. Um, <laughs> you know, everyone says that politics is a very dirty business, but until you've seen it from behind the scenes and inside, you have no idea how dirty it really is. And I just didn't mm. have the stomach for doing that kind of work anymore. And so at that point, I knew I could go back to work for another big marketing and PR agency and make a six-figure income working 80 or 90 hours a week, or I could do something different. And at that point, it was really much more about work-life balance for me. I actually had one of my bosses tell me that they did not want me to leave to go to my son's cello concert at school because they wanted me to stay and work on a project. And I was mm. just like, are you, are you kidding me? This is, this is not okay. I wasn't going to miss out on my seven-year-old's cello concert, you know? Mm. Um, and so I started thinking, maybe there's a different way. Maybe there's a better way to build a mousetrap. Maybe I can just do this on my own and have better control over the hours I work and who I work with and the clients that I serve and really do things the way I think they should be done. And so I decided, you know what, I'm going to give it a go. And I became an entrepreneur. And wow. that was in 2005, 17 and a half years ago. And I haven't looked back since. And it's one of the best decisions I ever made in my entire life. Wow. <laughs> that was amazing. I love your story. Just before you said entrepreneur, I was like, okay, she's an entrepreneur spirit. This is amazing. You're brave. You're open to different paths. And it just sounds like for one, that like your agency does a lot. And it also sounds like all the different paths that you took really led you to your success now. They did. They really did. I, I certainly wouldn't be where I am today without my background in broadcasting and my background in PR and marketing. It really took both of those careers to get me to the point where I felt confident going out on my own and taking an entrepreneur's path and trying to build something on my own. And at the time, frankly, it was terrifying because the one thing I did not have was any business skills of any way, shape or form. <laughs> I did not know the first thing about running a business. I knew nothing about like bookkeeping and taxes. I knew nothing about sales and how to get clients. I knew I, there was just, I knew nothing about HR and hiring people. And there was just looking back so much that I didn't know, but on the other hand, I wasn't afraid to learn, which I think mm. was really key for me. And so I surrounded myself with good people who did know the things that I didn't know. And I mm. learned from them. And um, I really credit them so much to my success today. Yeah, I, that's understandable. That's so amazing. Just being open to learn. Just being open to learning is, is huge, especially in this industry. Would you say that you're or how would you say that your broadcast broadcasting experience served you today? Yeah, well, one, it got me really comfortable talking to people because in broadcasting, I was interviewing people all the time. I was doing what you were doing, right? So, <laughs> um, you know, I would interview people all the time on the radio and on TV. And 
I simply learned how to communicate well with others. And I think when you're a business owner, that's so important because mm. not only do you have to communicate well with customers, potential customers, people that you network with, but also with your team members, if you ultimately have more than just yourself in the business. And so I would say those skills in communications and just being able to talk to anyone about anything really mm. served me well and, and helped me. Um, be a good entrepreneur and a successful entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Who would you say are your clients or the type of clients that you work with? You know, that's one of the things that I love. There are so many marketing and PR agencies that do specialize in a particular vertical industry, whether it's maybe healthcare or um, the banking industry or different things like that. And we don't at Three Girls Media. We will work with any client in any industry, you name it. So we've had clients in everything from food, finance, fashion, high tech, banking, taxation, um, the airline industry. I mean, any industry you could probably name we have worked in in the last 17 plus years. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. You said 17 years. Has that just has the types of clients that you've worked with changed in the past 17 years? Would you say yeah. just within website design and such? Yeah, absolutely. When I first started the business, it was strictly public relations. So I was doing media campaigns and trying to get my clients noticed in the news. And since mm. then, we have really expanded our offerings to so much more. And now we're doing social media management and graphic design and website design and build and blogging and search engine optimization and you know all of this other stuff. Um, so that has certainly changed over the last 17 years that I've been in business. But also, the world has changed. When mm -hmm. I started the company 17 years ago, there was no such thing as social media. Now, no, that may be hard to believe, you know, that, that's really <laughs> aging me, but... <laughs> But, you know, Facebook, frankly, didn't exist. Um, wow. So it, it was a different time. It was a different place. And as the world has changed and the demands of our clients have changed, um, I've brought on new team members who specialize in doing different things. And we've been able to open ourselves up to a lot of different types of work that we weren't able to do originally. Yeah, I bet, especially after COVID and everything and just with the technology expansion has, you know, has you have have you had to be open, I would say, with just the types of work that you can do now with social media and what you can focus on more? Would you say? Yeah, you know, we've definitely been open. One of the things about being a small, scrappy boutique agency is that we rarely say no to our clients. So mm. even if we maybe haven't done something before or have only done it once or twice, we're much more likely to say, yeah, we're going to figure it out for you. We're going to get it done. You've come to the yeah. right place. We're going to figure it out and, and get it done for you is where a lot of times times larger agencies just don't have that kind of scrappy let's do it kind of attitude mm -hmm. um 
And so I, I love being able to be a one-stop shop for our clients really when it comes to their marketing and provide so much in one place. So they don't have to go out and find one person to manage their social media and a different person to make their brochure and a different person to do their mm -hmm. website and a different person to do their advertising. We can do it all in-house. So wow. it's really definitely changed um, the type of clients we work with. And, and we also now are working with a lot larger clients. At the beginning of Three Girls Media, I was mostly working with very, very small companies, a lot of solopreneurs, a lot of mom and pop shops or very mm -hmm. small businesses. And now we work with companies of all shapes and sizes, everything up to, you know, Fortune 500 companies to still that solo entrepreneur and everything in between. Wow. That's amazing. What, what would you say is like the biggest learning lesson that you've had so far in the past five years with just the change in technology and social media and just the world today? You know, I think as an entrepreneur, you have to be open to change. And that's yeah. something that you've certainly alluded to. I think not only do you have to change with the times, you've got to change with technology. You have to change if something comes along like a pandemic, which hopefully <laughs> won't happen anytime soon again. Yeah. Um, but you, you've got to be flexible. You have mm -hmm. to be flexible as an entrepreneur. And I think whether you've been a, an entrepreneur for six months or you've been an entrepreneur for six years or 60 years, that still being flexible and being willing to learn new ways of doing things being open to other people's opinions and yes. um, looking at new new ways of doing what you do, whether it's ways to be more efficient or ways that you can save the company money or just all kinds of different things. Change is constant when you're an entrepreneur. And if you're not mm -hmm. open to that, I think it's just a huge recipe for failure. Yes. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's, as an entrepreneur myself, it's, it's a lot of trial and error and yeses and lots of no's as well. Yes. A hundred percent. That's right. <laughs> you need a backbone. <laughs> you, do, you absolutely do. Yeah. If you're someone who does not like change, I would not recommend being an entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> I know that for me personally, getting clients is very different. Would you say that yours is referral based? Is it inbound outbound? What would you say? Yeah, I'm very blessed to get the majority of our business from referral. Um, we have some clients that have been with us as many as 13, 14 years now. Um, mm -hmm. And there's nothing like a client who's been with you for 13 years to tell somebody else about you and then have them become a client too. You can't beat that testimonial. But um, I also in, am involved in several different networking groups. Uh, we also do some Google advertising um, and things like that. So there certainly is a percentage of our business that comes from people finding us online, or maybe mm -hmm. it's somebody I met at a networking event or at a speaking engagement or something mm -hmm. like that. But I would probably say that about 60 to 65% of our business does come from referral. Wow. That's amazing. Wow. So you did mention just circling back to the beginning, you mentioned that you serve clients locally and globally. How is that different for you? Local um, versus global? 
Yeah, well, certainly the time differences are yeah. an issue sometimes. Um, for example, we have a client in India. And so um, 7 a.m. Seattle time is 7 p.m their time it where they are in India. So wow. uh, we certainly have to deal with time issues sometimes and either hold meetings either really early in the morning our time or really late in the evening our time. But that's mm -hmm. I think the the biggest difference. The other thing I would say is that culturally sometimes you need to be sensitive and and learn um, about someone else's culture, especially mm -hmm. if you're working with companies that are overseas. When we first started working with a company that is in India, we really had to understand their seasons weather-wise. Um, we had to understand their festivals and holidays. Um, this is a client that mm. we post on social media for. So being able to understand their culture, um, what they celebrate, what's important to them, um, their lifestyle, and that kind of thing it is very important. Um, and we take that seriously, whether you're based in a different market in the United States or whether you're based halfway across the world. You know, mm. certainly the I've lived now in two places, but both on the West Coast, uh, first in San Francisco, where I was born and raised. And then in 2012, I moved up to the Seattle area. And although both of those are West Coast markets, they still each have their own unique vibe and personality. And mm -hmm. I've done enough traveling around the world and around the United States that I know it's different in New Orleans. It's different in New York. It's different in Florida. You know, every mm -hmm. place has their own little spice of life. So um, depending on what we're doing for a client, I, I think it's just so important to understand who the client is, who their audience is, who they're trying to talk to, what life is in, uh, like in the market that they're in, so we can really serve them to the best of our ability. Yeah, it sounds like you really do care about the client understanding, you know, what they care about and what they're trying to bring forth rather than just money. So people would say, then that's an amazing thing. Do you think that's one of your core values in your agency? 100%. I wouldn't be yeah. anywhere without our customers. I, I absolutely yeah. would be nowhere without our customers. You can't have a business without customers. Yeah. And so... <laughs> We take great care and attention to putting our customers first, and we take great pride in communication. I let our clients know that they are most likely going to hear back from us and our team within hours or at least the same day, um, unless there's some extreme circumstance, which I can't even think of right now. But, um, you know, I, I hear all the time when I'm talking to potential clients, the scenario of, oh, I worked with some marketing company and I paid them thousands of dollars and they were impossible <laughs> to get a hold of. And I have no idea what they were ever doing for me. And it was so frustrating. So mm -hmm. we really try to be the antithesis of that and be very high touch, be very communicative with our clients 
and let them know that that we're here for them. We're here to serve them, to do a job. It's no different than being, um, you know, a server in a restaurant. We're here to yeah. provide a service, and it's a service that our clients are paying for, and they deserve to have excellent quality, excellent communication, and, um, you know, we're here to help them, not the other way around. Yes, absolutely. It sounds like it's one of your expertise. Would you say that, you know, that has really helped you just not only build a relationship with the clients, but, you know, work to build trust within the clients so that they can come back to you and work with you long term? Absolutely. And I think, too, that it helps that if there ever is a problem, because let's face it, not all customers are 100% happy 100% of the time. I'd like to think they would be, but you know, the reality is sometimes situations arise where a a client may have their feathers ruffled for whatever reason, and it could very well be our fault. But Mm -hmm. I think our clients know that they can always come to me and be honest with me and that I'm going to handle that issue and it's going to get taken care of. And we're going to do everything within our power to avoid whatever that issue was from happening again. And I think because they know I'm receptive to listening to their their concerns, their cares, what worries them, what they're happy Mm -hmm. with, that they know that um, I really do care. And I'm not just going to blow them off and poo-poo them down the ladder of managers or something like that. The buck stops with me. And anyone can come to me at any time and know that they've got my ear. And I think that goes a long way for building relationships. And one of the reasons why so many of our clients have been with us for so many years. Yeah, I, I would assume so. That's amazing. I mean, just being honest and being able to be open, it just speaks to the integrity of you and your agency. So I would love to transition. What are you currently working on to take your agency to the next level? Yeah, good question. So sales is um, a big key to this puzzle for us because up until this point in the business, I've grown the company 100% on my own. I have never had a salesperson. I've always done all the sales by myself, which is kind of crazy considering I had no sales background in any way, shape or form. But I realized if we're going to get to the point where we're a two, three, $4 million company that it has to expand beyond me. I only have so Mm -hmm. much time in a day. Um, So we've recently rolled out a new sales program um, and have just put that into motion. So that's very exciting uh, that we're working on expanding our sales process and kind of putting it out there beyond just me um, to, to talk to every person, close every deal and to do all the lead generation. So I'd say that's probably um, the biggest thing in terms of getting us to that next level. Yeah, that's amazing. Has there been any challenges with that? Um, certainly, because um, 
it's an, one of those things that I talked about at the very beginning of our conversation when I became an entrepreneur and I didn't know mm-hmm. what I didn't know. And yes. I feel like <laughs> I'm in that same situation now trying to mm-hmm. build a sales process. It's like, I don't have a sales background. I mean, I, I guess mm-hmm. I'm, I must in a way because I've obviously done okay and I've built my team to a team of 12 um, employees. Wow. So I'm, it's not like we're tiny potatoes, but on the other hand, I know that I don't have any formal sales training. I've never taken a sales class. I've never been mentored by anybody in sales or anything like that. So I'm learning Mm -hmm. all over again. And I think that's just so important as we already discussed when you're an entrepreneur, that you've got to be open to new ideas. You've got to be open to learning new things. And so we're kind of in this trial and error process as we try out some new sales things and figure out what's going to work and what might not work. And of course, I'm totally willing to change things if it's not working and we'll find our way just like we always have. Yes, absolutely. So from the beginning until now, now that you said that you have 12 team members and in the beginning it was just you, what has, like, how has that experience been like building the team? Yeah. Um, I think at the beginning it was terrifying because <laughs> um, I didn't really have a lot of experience hiring people or mm-hmm. being a manager in in terms of trusting other people to do the work that I had only been doing myself before. Mm -hmm. It's scary to give away the reins and to trust somebody as much as you trust yourself to serve your clients. But Mm -hmm. I knew that again, I was only one person and I could only take on so much work. And if I really wanted to maintain that work-life balance, which was the whole point behind starting the company, that Mm -hmm. I needed to bring in other team members and trust them to do some of the work. And so, um, you know, fortunately, I guess whether it was dumb luck or whether I was a good judge of character, I found um, some really awesome people. And I was able to train them to do what I was doing. And slowly, but surely, as we got more clients, I expanded our team. And I don't do any of what I used to do now running the company day to day. You know, before I was extremely hands on, where I would literally do all of the work myself. And now I don't do any of the day to day work for our clients. I'm busy running the company. So mm-hmm. it's been a complete 180 from where I started. But I've certainly learned how to trust my team, how to train a team, how to motivate a team. Um, and how to value a team and just Mm. let them know that I would be nowhere without them. And they're everything to me. They're equally as important to me as our clients are. Um, And making sure that our team knows that I appreciate them and the work they do um, is so important. And I tell them all the time how much I value them. And I I hope they hear it. I, I truly do. I hope they understand understand how much um, I adore every single one of them and just really couldn't do it without them on the day-to-day. Yeah, I can hear the sincerity in your voice. I'm sure they do. That's so amazing just to be service-focused, but also 
just being able to appreciate who's on your team and who's on your side, you know, mm-hmm. I do, I do want to say, so beyond sales, is there, has there been another focus for you in growing your agency or has it just been just the sales, what you're learning right now? You know, I think certainly knowing when to add a service, um, mm-hmm. it has been also fundamental to our growth. We started doing web design and build about three years ago, and it was because we were constantly getting asked by our clients or constantly hearing horror stories from our clients about their experiences with other web designers. And, um, And so I think when I finally took the leap and said, okay, we're going to start offering this service, and I brought a really brilliant web designer on board that it was because I clearly saw a need in the marketplace. And so Hmm. I'm always keeping my eyes open for what's next out there, what's going on in the marketing world, what's the next trend going to be, or uh, like social media, of course, when that social media first started and Facebook came around, nobody thought that Facebook was going to be something for businesses, but now almost every business you can think of is on Facebook and many other social media platforms as well. So I think just kind of keeping my eye out and having that vision of what's coming in the industry? What's the next greatest, best thing? And does it make sense for us to offer a service like that? Yeah. Being a visionary is huge, especially being an entrepreneur. Would you say that the web design world has changed, obviously, with the technology and with social media and just what you're able to offer your clients? Yeah, absolutely. It's been completely revolutionary. And certainly what websites are now in 2022 is not what websites were back in 2005 when I first started. You know, they, they're just a completely different look and feel. The technology is completely different. Um, and it's, uh, I'm sure there's going to be continuing innovation and what a great website looks like now is probably going to be completely different in another 10 years. Yes, absolutely. And that's just what we're, what you were saying earlier about change, the constant change. But yeah, I just really appreciated this conversation so much. I, I do want to ask, do you have any advice for other agency owners listening to this? Yeah, you know, I would say um, surround yourself with a great team if you haven't already. Mm-hmm. Trust your people, um, mm-hmm. appreciate your clients, appreciate your team, be open to change, and um, know that you're fallible. I, I think mm-hmm. that that's really important as an entrepreneur to understand when maybe you have made a mistake. I certainly know that I've made more than I can count and I'm sure I'm going to make more, but it's not so much in my mind about the mistake. It's more about how you pick yourself up, dust yourself off, learn from that mistake and then forge on ahead. And so just recognizing that you're a fallible person and that maybe you are wrong and, and having ears of people around you that you trust, um, to, to tell you when maybe you've gone astray or when they maybe have a suggestion that might be better than the one you've come up with or something like that is just so important. 
Yeah, that's such a great advice. Would you say that your peers around you who are able to just, I would say, speak life into you and your doubts, do you think that that really helped you get to where you are today? 100%. Absolutely. Um, You know, and sometimes the truth hurts. Let's face it. You know, we we don't like to hear that we're wrong, right? Um, But sometimes (laughs) you've got to take that hard look and say, wow, you know, maybe they're right and learn from that. And whether they're right or not isn't the point. It's really, are your ears open? Are you listening? Are you paying attention? And can you really look at things from, you know, standing back a bit and, um, and not miss the forest for the trees? Mm. Do you think your journey has gone easier to where you are now compared to year two or three with just being open to learning, you know, getting curious about trial and error and just being willing to to change, being willing to, to get better. Oh my gosh. My, my journey has definitely changed. It's definitely gotten easier. You know, at at this point I've gotten all of the backbone of the business dialed in. I've gotten Mm -hmm. the bookkeeping and the taxes and the payroll and all that non-creative stuff that I don't want to deal with. All of that is handled. I've somehow, um, done okay figuring out sales even though I don't call myself a salesperson (laughs) um and uh and I I think that the business has been really stable the last few years and growing which I'm very grateful for so it's definitely easier for me today and I've learned so much along the way and I'm sure I'm going to continue to learn and that's the exciting thing about being an entrepreneur is if you choose you want to um, you know veer the boat in a different direction you can absolutely do that at any time and that's what makes it so great. Yes, absolutely. Just hearing your advice, I'm, I needed to hear that advice about two years ago. And just being just being willing to really dust yourself off is huge, I would say. Yeah. But yeah. at the level that you are in right now, it's I mean, that's amazing that you've gotten this far. And it and it's just by hearing your story, it sounds like it really did take going different paths to get to where you are. It has. And I'm so grateful for all the experiences that I've had, the good, the bad, and the ugly have all gotten me to where I am today. And I don't regret any of it. It's all been an amazing journey that I'm incredibly grateful for. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time. I do want to lastly ask, how can people get in contact with you and your agency? Yeah, great question. So you can find us online, threegirlsmedia.com, and it's the word three all spelled out. So T-H-R-E-E, girls with an S, media.com. We have a contact page on our uh, website. You can email me, and that contact form on our contact page comes directly to my email. So it will go to a real person um, directly (laughs) to me, and I answer every single email that I get through our contact page page personally. Wow. Um, so um, people can certainly reach out to me through our website. Uh, you can, of course, find me on LinkedIn, Erica Taylor Montgomery. Um, and I'm on pretty much every social media platform is Erica Taylor Montgomery. So you can find me on social mm-hmm. too. Amazing. Thank you so much. It sounds like you're thorough and I'm sure any listener listening to this will be excited to contact you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Best of luck to you. Thank you. You too.